0: Hello and welcome to Silencing Women in the Name of God. I'm Devery Alice. So today is a solo episode. Just me, ladies and gentlemen. Um, So I have two points of business, I guess, although that feels weird to say. Uh, one is there's going to be some scheduling changes to the podcast. Um, I'm going to do, I'm going to just say it really quick here for those of you who don't go all the way to the end of things. Um, <laughs> uh, for season two, I, I think we're going to have to switch the releases to every other week um, and I'll explain why in the podcast. And then also my uh, sister and I had lunch this week and she asked me a question about something that I had said on the podcast um, around my teen years and suicidal ideations. So, uh, that is both your preview for what is coming and also your, your trigger warning if anyone is in need of that. So, uh, sit back, enjoy, and, uh, we're just going to chat for a bit. (laughs) Here Okay, so first off, the scheduling. I have had some really awesome things that have been happening in my life, um, both around the podcast and in my writing career. So I have signed a deal for a book that is due in, well, seven months from now, which in case any of you are wondering, is not nearly enough time. Um it is, it's not around this project. It's a, it's a fiction project. I'm under a non-disclosure agreement, so I can't say anything about it. Um, but that is to say that my, my time just got a lot tighter, but this project is hugely important to me. So despite the fact that this project for me right now is, it's a labor of love. Like I don't, I, I'm sure you've noticed the lack of ads. Like, there's no monetary compensation happening at this point around this project, which is which is fine right now. This is something that I am doing for me and for you, and because I feel I just feel incredibly called to this right now. Uh, so, despite the seven month deadline, I'm j- I'm just not willing to put this on total pause. So I was talking to uh, Mary Helen and I was like, I don't know what to do. And she was like, you know, maybe consider doing a release every two weeks. And at first I really hated the idea because I get my head stuck on something and it is hard sometimes for me to like take a step back and realize that balance is probably more important (laughs) and assessing situations um, so I did not like it at first, but the longer I thought about it, the more I was like, you know what? A consistent comment that I get from people is that they're really behind on the podcast because the episodes are so long, which I get. And if I if I felt like I could make them shorter and honor the stories and the voices, I would. Um, but they are what they need to be. And so I was like, you know what? There's a lot of truth in in the fact that it would probably be easier to keep listening uh with a two-week release date because we're talking two and three hour episodes, which is, you know, regular person's equivalent of of three and four episodes being dropped in that two-week period. So um that is what we're gonna move to for season two. And then for season three, I don't know. We'll see what happens. So season two um episodes will release every two weeks give you time to catch up on them and then I actually I do have some ideas of some kind of themes and and things moving forward and some ideas that I'm really excited about so I will keep you updated on that um you may get more solo episodes from me uh I don't know, guys. I don't know. I can't decide. If you guys have thoughts and feelings about this, I actually would love to hear them. For those of you who don't know, um, the website for this is under just my name and the Instagram account. So, DeveryAlice.com um, and then Devery Alice on Instagram. There is a direct link on the website that you can send me an email. And if you have thoughts or feelings about like what you think about the, the two-week release, also... Um, if you would like more solo episodes, if your favorite part is really the interview portion, if there's something missing that you feel like you would like to see represented, please message me. Um, and also there is a button there that goes straight into my inbox that says, Hey, I would like to be on your show. Like I have a story I want to tell. I I would love to talk to you. So please devrialis.com. Um, it's D E V R I A L I C E uh just click that and and shoot me a message cuz i i am looking for people um and there are there are a lot of stories mm, how do i want to say that there are a lot of aspects of stories that we haven't found yet and i would like to find them and there are religions that have not been represented and i would like them to be represented so uh please 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 i am looking for you i want to hear from you okay moving on so I went out to lunch with my sister yesterday, and she said she was listening to, um, Catherine's interview, and she was like, I don't, I guess I didn't know, she said, when when you were talking to Catherine, you said that you actually had, like, a plan, um, for how, you know, a, a suicidal plan, and she was like, did you really? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I didn't have like, on Tuesday the 4th, you know, but like, I had definitely worked through with ways that I thought wouldn't work ways that I thought would work. Um, and, and contemplated if, if, It was something I wanted to take the final, you know, the final step for of, like, making a, like, step-by-step plan is, I don't know, do people do that? That's what I was going to do. Um, and it was, it was interesting timing, her bringing it up, because I had had such a beautiful realization, um just like five days before that, that really kind of illustrated and framed out the difference in my life pre-religion versus after my deconstruction and after finding myself. So that's really what I want to share. Um, yeah, these these suicidal ideations started for me really, really young because I was bullied severely. And so, you know, that that would have started in like oh God, I don't know, sixth grade probably, maybe fifth is where it started to go really downhill, um, seventh, eighth, definitely the worst, ninth, not great, tenth, not great, um, about my senior year, I started kind of starting to feel better, but, and like the suicidal ideations fell away for the most part, but I still struggled with severe, severe depression, um, and was just generally unhappy all of the time. When, um, I'm trying to figure, sorry, I'm trying to figure out what order to tell this, this story in to really illustrate it in the way that it is, that it's, that I'm seeing it in in my mind. Um, I was traveling a lot for work before the pandemic, like a lot of people. Uh, so there was a year or two there where I was going around, I was doing a lot of different book signings at a lot of different Barnes and Nobles, and I would be gone for two, four days at a time, depending, um, you know, where I was going, if I was doing more than one store, all of that. And my husband and I had had some conversations, and he was, he was sad, because he felt like I was unhappy. um, And I was, I was very unhappy. and And he of course, attributed that to him. That I that he did not make me happy, and it was it was so difficult because I knew that that wasn't it, but I also didn't know what it was, and I and I was just very unhappy. And this um this trip, I just got back from um, a trip to Boston for this new project that I cannot talk about. Um, but I was in Salem for five days. And as I was getting ready to go to this trip, it was interesting. It was it was so dramatically different from what I had experienced pre twenty in twenty. And that instead of being excited and anxious to like go somewhere new, I didn't want to. Like I didn't really want to go, and I especially not without my husband. I wanted to go with him. I wanted to have his company there. I wanted to bring part of home with me, which has never happened to me in my entire life. And as I was looking at these emotions and being like, wow, this is, this is really different. um, I, I started comparing and, and contrasting and, and what I realized was I have been running from my emotions and my life and my unhappiness for my in- entire life because I think I think that I thought at some point I would run somewhere and I would find something that would make me happy and that eventually if I just kept running I would stumble into a place where I found what I thought I needed now could I have told you what I needed no I could not have done that But it was just this this constant running and looking and searching um, for happiness. And as I realized this last week that I didn't want to run anywhere, that I was happy with where I was, it was so beautiful. And I was talking to my husband about it. And I was like, I just, I need you to understand what's been going on because I know that there were so many years for you where you felt like you were the problem and that you weren't making me happy and you would try so hard and it didn't work. And and I was like, I have been running from myself my whole life. But the problem with running from yourself is it doesn't matter where you go. You are always right there. And so I was running and running and running and the problem wasn't outside the problem was inside and it's been so cool. And I, I was t- telling my sister this of, you know, like, yes, I was genuinely unhappy and like, yes, there were definitely suicidal plans and thoughts. Um, and the depression was very real and, and very severe. But I like when I stepped away from the church so much of that started to, I want to, reside is not the right word and it's the only word that's in my brain and it starts with an R, the right one. Anyway, retreat. No, I don't know. All of, all of these, all of this pain, all of this fear, all of this fleeing um, dissipated. And although yes, it was because I left religion it was really because that when I left religion, I stopped denying who I was. When I left religion, I stopped trying to contort myself into a shape that I didn't fit in. When I left religion, I learned how to stop shaming my own thoughts, my own desires, my own emotions, my own experiences. When I left religion, I started honoring the divinity within myself instead of shaming that divinity as not being correct. I stopped fearing God in a way that causes shame. No, I'm, I'm not even going to clarify in a way. I stopped fearing God, my belief in God shifted into something very, very different from the God that I had been told existed. So I stopped fearing God completely. I found love for myself because for the first time in my life, I was able to see myself in the beautiful way that I had never been able to see myself before. And when that started to happen, any hint of suicidal ideology was gone. Um, The depression eased substantially. Uh, Do I still have bad days? Sure. And my husband knows it. Like, he'll be like, what? Something's off. And I'm like, you know, I'm fine. I'm okay. Is my mood low? Yes, it is. But I'm okay. Like, it's it's not going to get worse. It's not going to go down. Like... I, we're just going to ride this little wave for a minute and it's going to be okay. Because even though like physiologically I am experiencing symptoms of depression, I am not experiencing the mental dialogue any longer that goes with that depression, the self-hatred and the self-abuse and and all of that is not there anymore. And I I wanted to talk about this and I wanted to to say this because a lot, a lot of people that I know, both in and out of religion, and at different points in their deconstruction process, still struggle with self loathing, um, and it is it is nefarious how. Quickly, it seeps into our language, um, and I I can't tell you how many times I've stopped people when we've been talking, and I've been like, "Yeah, we aren't going to say that. Like, <laughs> we aren't going to say like I should have done this, or you know, um, I don't know why I couldn't figure this out, or I don't know why I couldn't see this." And oh, see, there's so many caveats. This is such a sticky thing. I do use some of that verbiage sometimes, but the reality is, is that I know internally that the energy behind those words are very different now than they used to be. When I say something like, oh, I should have, actually, I very rarely use should, but if I do use it, um, I should have listened better to what they were saying. It is not, oh my God, you're the worst. Why can't you fucking figure this out? What is wrong with you? It is, ooh, that was a misstep on my part and I wasn't paying as close of attention as I, as I really should have in that situation given the fact that I love this person, um, given the fact that I was trying to serve this person and I need to kindly and lovingly remember next time I'm in a similar situation to be more attentive. Very different energy with that use of the word should and I'm very, very careful about how I use it. Um, but all of this is to say. When we step away from these belief systems that has taught us that we are less than, that we are flawed, that we are sinful from the beginning, that we are not enough and that we need somebody or something else to save us, to make us worthy, to to validate our voices and our thoughts, when we stop believing that that we need to be small when we stop believing that holy is tiny in humanity. We can find ourselves. And when we find ourselves, we can stop running. And when we stop running for the first time ever, we can start to understand What stillness really looks like. And we can start to feel what it's like to be in the moment truly. And we get closer to being able to understand what it is to be in a semi meditative space while sitting in your backyard staring at the birds. These things are important and they help our happiness. They help us not need to run. They help us settle into ourselves and it is in ourselves that we find the magnificence that is us. We find the magnificence that is God. We find the magnificence that is the universe. We find everything within but we can't see what we hate. I mean, we see it, but we don't see it very clearly. We have to love it. And that is what this process has gifted me. Thank you guys for being here. Hopefully somebody got something out of this today. Um, I definitely always get something out of this because it allows me to reflect on truth and beauty and my why, why, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I spending the time on this? Why is it important to me? These are some of my whys. So again, please reach out to me. My inbox is open. Um, I love you all. Thank you for being here. And again, uh, for now for season two, look for those releases coming at every two weeks. And we will evaluate and see how it goes. Have a wonderful day. I love you all. Think nice things about yourself. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider taking the time to like, rate, review, and share. Let's make sure that when someone clicks on this podcast, that our voices are the loudest. Love you all once was a woman who lost her way. She wandered through thickets and thorns. They told her her pain was not but the price of finding her soul again. Silent, she was silent, but she'll carry her pain no more silent she was silent but she'll carry her pain